0: We are back for part two with George Byers. Uh, George tells us about his rare earths project and experience in working in the community with people from the Lakota Sioux Nation. George, I know uh, a friend of yours, or colleague, Mark Kaliza. Mark Mark and
1: I know very well. Uh, I know each other very well. Um, And uh, we had known each other in passing, until uh, the infamous date of 9/11, Mark and I were had been briefing two U.S. senators uh, in the Hart Senate Office Building uh, and their staff uh, when the 9/11 event happened. And Mark and I, um, uh, it was it, it was a long story, but let's just say we successfully found uh, found a way to. Uh, get to Richmond, Virginia and the airport where we we had a rental car getting from D.C. to Richmond was an adventure, but um, uh, Mark and I uh, have known each other quite well ever since. And uh, uh, when one of his daughters was going to school at uh, Denver University, she would park her her belongings in our basement uh, in the summers when she was off at work. Um, So uh, We've we've become very good friends with Mark and Cindy. Uh,
0: We had dinner with Mark uh, in New York a couple of days ago, and he mentioned the story about 9-11 and the uh, being under the, was it an F-15 when the the sonic boom hit? Uh,
1: We were walking in the street. Uh, We were actually, I think, walking down Pennsylvania Avenue, heading back to my hotel first from Capitol Hill, all all the cabs had instantly vanished. Whoever could grab a cab did, and they were not allowed back into DC. So there were no cabs to be found. Everybody was on foot. And suddenly we heard the sonic booms overhead. We didn't realize at the time those were sonic booms. Uh, We could see smoke arising from toward the Pentagon. We didn't know what had happened, what it was. And we didn't realize until listening to the radio the next day, um, by then we were driving through Tennessee on interstate 40. Um, We didn't realize then that those were F-15s or that had been scrambled um, from Joint Base Andrews. And uh, that's, those were the sonic booms we heard overhead. And we, and we were still unaware uh, that first day, of course, and, then they started to piece the evidence together on the second day of the other United flight that crashed in Pennsylvania. Yeah,
0: yeah. Harsh, 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 day in history. Um, yeah. I, I assume the 15s uh, were occupying the airspace. Uh,
1: they. I'm sorry again. The yeah. the
0: FFPs they were occupying the airspace. I assume.
1: Well, yeah, they were just flying over overhead cover for DC. Uh, they didn't know what else to expect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to. I I know you've got a huge history in in Wyoming. Um, I, tell me a little bit about your time between there and and South Dakota. I know there's. Uh, I know you have had some experience around Devil's Tower.
1: Well, um, the. What I'm doing now, I, I was uh, an employee for a number of years of a company called Rare Element Resources, um, and we have what we believe, and what we now believe that uh, the Department of Energy and the U.S. Department of Defense have both concluded, uh, is that we have the best uh, rare earths deposit in the lower 48 states, maybe all of the, at least 49 states, nothing in Hawaii. And it's called the Barrel Lodge Deposit in Crook County, New Mexico, or or Crook County, Wyoming. Uh, If you envision the Black Hills uh, as an hourglass with the fat end on the bottom, which is in the South Dakota piece, and it tilted on its edge a little bit, the the smaller top part of the hourglass is the Bear Lodge Mountains uh, in very northeastern Wyoming uh, in Crook County, just north of the little town of Sundance. Um, Interstate 90 goes through Sundance, and our uh, Sundance is the county seat, um, and our project is nine miles north of Sundance. Um, Interesting thing about uh, the project site, the one of the highly spoken of things today for the next generation of nuclear power generation or small modular reactors. And the very first small modular reactor ever used in the United States was uh, uh, on a hilltop about three quarters of a mile from our, our mine site. It was the US Air Force out of Ellsworth Air Force Base uh, had a, a radar site there, and it was uh, powered by a very small nuclear mm-hmm. reactor. So uh, the we, we are very fortunate to be in Wyoming with, with this project, and uh, we've advanced it. We've drilled it to, to pieces, uh, uh, and at the point we are now, we had we were we ended up like many people get happens to them these days uh, is we were uh, hamstrung by the the NEPA process, the National Environmental Policy Act process, by the US Forest Service. The project is on lands, the surface of which is managed by the Forest Service. Even though it's going to be an extremely small mine, a small open pit mine, uh, you still got to do an environmental impact statement. Uh, We ended up getting a year and a half behind, um, the Forest Service did, on getting to uh, a draft EIS being published in the Federal Register. So uh, we had to call time out on that project in uh, January of 2016, uh, at which time all uh, essentially all of us became contractors, uh, just consultants, We kept the project alive, however. Um, We're bringing it back. We have a great partner in General Atomics. Oh, nice. And uh, General Atomics does a a lot of things, uh, including building the Predator drone. They build the uh, electromagnetic uh, aircraft launch systems now being uh, employed on uh, aircraft carriers. Uh, They're involved in high-level magnetic transportation. Uh, rail guns. Uh, But so they're a major defense contractor. They're involved in things like fusion energy research at um, Los Alamos, excuse me, at uh, Sandia National Lab at Lawrence Livermore National Lab. And they have become uh, a 52% partner of ours. So they, they have, they're the primary partner. Uh, We, 15 months ago, we've got a Uh, $22 million grant from the Department of Energy to build a demonstration scale uh, rare earth processing and separation plant in the little town of Upton, Wyoming, south of Sundance. And it's an interesting site for that uh, separation and processing plant because we have a a transcontinental railroad, a major east-west U.S. highway, we have natural gas line, we have power, we have a very willing community uh, and it's all forty mile truck haul from the mine site itself. So uh, that's going to begin construction on the demo, uh, the demonstration scale plant uh, later this summer when uh, the ground conditions uh,
0: warm up, uh, weather warms up, and the ground conditions are right. Nice, nice. Congratulations. I, I I was just up in in Wyoming yesterday, up in Cheyenne at the Wyoming. Uh, mining association uh, meeting and um, I was I was unaware of how rich in resources because I, my knowledge of Wyoming is in uranium but I was shocked at the resource wealth of Wyoming and the as you say coal uranium rare earth and um, uh, and here's my lack of knowledge largest producer of material used in baking soda everything well, yeah
1: southwest wyoming uh has a trona industry and people wonder what trona is but it's uh it is the uh the basic component of baking soda and toothpaste but it's used in glass making yeah yeah, yeah. and um one of the probably one of the world's two largest Trona producing regions is uh, in the area of Rock Springs and Green River. Um, but Wyoming is a leader in coal. It's a leader, uh, even with the war on coal, Wyoming's still a leader in coal, leader in Trona, a leader in uranium. It's going to be a leader in rare earths very soon, um, uh, a leader in uh, a mineral called bentonite. Um, and
0: uh, for, the, for the uninformed, used in kitty litter.
1: Uh, well, it's used in kitty litter, but it's used in oil and gas drilling, too.
0: Yes. Yes. So, very important commodity.
1: And it, it's really interesting. People don't realize this. Rare earths are used in uh, in the oil and gas industry in, in uh, fracking uh, because you've got a couple of uh, elements, uh, gadolinium being one, and uh, it is used to capture neutrons so that the operator on the surface can... Uh, Use uh, high tech to track the frac to see how it's uh, how it's moving underground. Uh, so uh, rare earths can be applied in, in almost all of those industries, uh, uh, even even in the coal mining industry with the, with the high tech use and and loading and then in the equipment, uh, staging trucks and so forth.
0: And you've worked a lot with the um, various people in Wyoming. Uh, on On your projects from the legislative assembly um, and this and the senators as well, correct?
1: Uh, well, in the congressional delegation with uh, Senators Barrasso and Lummis uh, and with uh, new Congressman Harriet Hageman, um, I was on the board of the Mountain States Legal Foundation with uh, Congressman Hageman for about I don't know fifteen to twenty years. Uh, Got to know her then. Um, she's as capable uh, on her feet as she is riding a horse or, uh, or firing a rifle. Um, and uh, she called me up about 15 or 16 months ago and said, I'm thinking of running for Congress. Uh, I need to know all about your project. So we have had several uh, long discussions with her to bring her up to speed. So when, with her being on the um, natural resources committee in the house, she's going to be a very able spokesman for rare earths. So we, we are very happy with that. Nice. Senator Brasso has, uh, has done the same. So as uh, then Congressman Lummis now Senator Lummis, um, uh, they've all stayed very aware, uh, very interested, very supportive of, uh, of bear lodge. Um, and, uh, we're, the Governor Gordon has been, uh, the Wyoming Business Council, the Wyoming Energy Authority. We just got a grant uh, of $4.4 million uh, from the Wyoming Energy Authority to help with our demonstration scale project. Wow! Uh, so uh, we have a great deal of support uh, statewide. Uh, back a few years ago, the legislature passed unanimously, and then Governor Matt Mead signed a resolution. uh, uh Favoring uh, Bear Lodge and basically telling the Forest Service to get with it, let's get this draft EIS done. Well, that they were very good about about the resolution. Uh, Forest Service didn't pay much
0: attention to it though. Uh, but we, I, we, I like. I I have a great deal of respect for, for uh, Barrasso. Barasso. He's he's. Been very clear on his support of the need for nuclear as a component of the energy supply and the the value Wyoming can bring. I think they've got a fabulous governor. I understand it's the start of his second term and um, that's always a good thing. You can do a lot in your second term, but uh, really I think positioning Wyoming as, as such a leader.
1: Well, yeah, Governor Gordon was formerly state treasurer, as was Senator Lummis. She was formerly state treasurer. They're both very very good with numbers. Uh, Senator Gordon also was one by by virtue of his position as treasurer. He was on the board of the Wyoming Business Council. So he got in-person briefings from us at that time before he ran for governor um, uh, about Barrel Lodge and its potential.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I love Wyoming. I I know you share that, that opinion as well. It's a, it's a fabulous place, wonderful people, uh, incredibly resource rich. It's, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it was, it was a great experience for me to spend some time there this, this September out staking claims and, uh, getting to know the ranchers and uh, couldn't have, couldn't have at the time of my life
1: it's interesting the uh, the two co- probably the most powerful members of the legislature one is Senator Ogden Driscoll from Devil's Tower his family's owned the land surrounding the nation's first national monument since the early 1880s wow. uh, he was he even remembers his dad negotiating with Steven Spielberg when they they filmed the movie Close Encounters. Um, and, but he is right there. He's been a very strong supporter since before he ran for the Senate, uh, the, uh, Republican majority leader in the house of representatives, Chip Nyman, uh, is a rancher, but he, uh, has a trucking business. He hauled water and, uh, and, uh, oil and gas up to our drill site, uh, for, for many years in the, uh, 2004 to 2012, when we were drilling up there, he is very well read into Bear Lodge as well. So we've got two very capable, uh, powerful members of the legislature who don't need an education. They they understand our story.
0: Yeah, they understand the sector. They understand the the, the value to to the community and and the taxpayers. Um, want to wrap it up, but I want want to talk about one one fun story. If you want, um, Donovan Sprague. <laughs> uh,
1: Donovan Sprague uh, is a he. He became a good friend, and uh, he is a Lakota Sioux. He is a uh, and fully enrolled member of the uh, Cheyenne River Sioux. Um, I was up there in 2009, I believe. And several people said a guy you got to meet is Donovan Sprague. He's over in Rapid City. He and I I finally arranged to meet with him. Uh, He's an artist. Uh, He's on the board of the Crazy Horse Memorial. He was on the board of the uh, Black Hills National Forest. Uh, uh, He teaches at Black Hills State University and he teaches at the University of Iowa. And he is also uh, the great, 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 great nephew uh, of Crazy Horse, and uh, he he was able to help us engage uh, with uh, various uh, American Indian uh, tribes and their representatives because we have to have consultation um, because we're we're 25 or so miles away from Devil's Tower, and, and there were some concerns, but we've we've walked them up our hill. They've been to the mine site and, uh, we've, we've done some education work with them, but Donovan, uh, he and I were talking one day, uh, at over lunch in rapid city. And I said, I, I need in a Lakota name. And, uh, he said, well, what do you want to be? And I says, well, I, I play golf, but I'm a lousy putter, like all of the duffers like I am. And I said, uh, how about a Lakota name for three-putt? And he laughed and he says, well, we Lakota didn't uh, play a lot of golf. He says, we were busy chasing buffalo and fighting you, you guys back in the 1800s. So uh, he says, but we did have a tomahawk and he, and he starts doing this, like whack, whack, whack. He says, and we would give whacks to people. He said, a whack is sort of like a putt. So I'm going to name you three whacks. <laughs> Oh, my, my Lakota name is Yomni Kapika, which is three whacks. <laughs> but uh, just a really good guy. Donovan Sprague, he's still there in Rapid. And he's got a son who's a very gifted musician who who will open. His band will open for people like Garth Brooks and, and others mm. uh, around the country. So
0: good mm. guy. Well, I, I hope to have the pleasure of meeting them. We do um, a bit of, of work in in the area. and. Um, I, I have a, I have a clinkit uh, a name that was affectionately given to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was doing a, a project and they started calling me White Wolf, uh, which okay. is it, it's pronounced Klikuch. and um, yeah, I, I love it. So I was honored, but it's just an affectionate name. But George, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, you're quite welcome, Janet. Yes, thank you. And, and once again, your Lakota name?
1: Yamni Kapika, I think. It's something like that. <laughs> it's, it,
0: it's, uh, it's a But pleasure. it's three, for three whacks. Three whacks. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. and And thanks again to everybody.